Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash you might a butthole and if you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting that like that subscribe maybe that notification bell too and if you love a podcast visit mark-narrations.com and select your favorite one there and let's crack on with today's first story much love guys now today's first story comes from it's okay dad who says am i the arsehole for weaponizing my femininity by crying since the teacher wouldn't stop another student harassing me and it does come with an update as well for a little backstory i 15 female lost my mum when i was five dad raised me alone until last year when my second dad whom i call papa moved to our home now we're a happy family of four me two dads and a dog i'm not ashamed of my family so i never hid it I'm not really popular at school, so I just really told my friends and it was all good. Until about two months ago, a boy, I'll call Duncan, 15 male, found out. Duncan started simple with jokes like, Wow, which one of them is the mum? Which I promptly told the teacher, Mr. Smith, who was like, He's just trying to understand. If you want people to understand, you have to be patient. Duncan started to escalate with, Enjoy your time here. It'll get worse when your sinner family goes to hell. And again, I went to Mr. Smith, who again was, you can't be prejudiced with his religion. It's wrong in the Bible. He's just trying to understand. In my country, every class only has one responsible teacher, so I couldn't go to another, by the way. I have many examples, but this paints the picture. After two months of that, I realized that if I wanted him to stop, I had to do it myself. So when he started with his homophobic shit at the cafeteria, I started to remember the saddest thing I could. All movies where the dog dies or the sad romance movies, Mufasa's death, the fox and the hound. It didn't take long for the waterworks to come. I started the ball, ugly sobbing while basically screaming at him, asking why he said I would go to hell, why he hated me and my dad, just making a huge scene. Duncan started to stutter and plead, trying to make me go to class with him and talk to the teacher. Wondered why. I just cried louder and flinched when he tried to pull me away. The scene was so huge that we ended up at the principal's office. Mrs. Yates listened to both sides and she was pissed at Mr. Smith. She let me tell the whole story even when Mr. Smith tried to interrupt me to defend Duncan. At the end, Duncan got a five-day suspension and the principal told me to go directly to her if anything like that happens again. When we left the office, Mr. Smith stopped me and told me, I hope you are happy. You put a permanent mark on a good boy's record because you decided to weaponize your femininity instead of being a little understanding. He tried to make me apologize to Duncan, but I told him I would go right back to the principal's office if he did and he dropped it. 
Then later, Duncan's friend started messaging me, accusing me of acting like Amber Heard and ruining a boy's life just because I can. I didn't tell my parents yet because they are always afraid I'll suffer because they choose to love each other and I'll not bring anything I can handle to worry them. I don't feel like I'm wrong, but with Mr. Smith's warning and Duncan's friends, I'm starting to doubt. So, am I the arsehole? Now to me in this, soon as that Mr. Smith opened his mouth outside the office when he said, I hope you're happy, you should have turned right back around and went back in that office and say, this is what you're having to deal with now. You shouldn't have to be dealing with that by a trusted adult in that situation who should be looking after you. But before the update, actual emergency says, not the arsehole, go back to the principal and tell your dad. This counts as harassment and an unsafe environment and your parents need to immediately start working with the school board to stop it. Rishkar says, not the arsehole, go back to the principal and let her know what your teacher said, as well as what Duncan's friends are messaging you about. I know you don't want to get your parents involved, but I'd also suggest you do that. As it stands, you can't approach Mr. Smith for non-homophobia-related issues right now as well, because I wouldn't trust him to do anything. Speak to your principal and ask if you can be switched to another class. I should note, and quote, the principal told me to go directly to her if anything like that happens again. It already has. Your teacher's comments were unacceptable, and Duncan's friends are being horrific. Going to her would simply be doing as she asked you to. Unlucky Dreamer says not the arsehole, Duncan is a homophobic jerk who weaponized your teacher against you to get his way. Mr. Smith is a homophobic and sexist jerk who thinks women should just let guys harass them because, insert stupid excuse here. I hate that we are not allowed to cry because it's weaponizing femininity or we are being hormonal, psycho or unreasonable. Women aren't allowed emotions because it might make men feel bad and it sucks. I am the redacted says... Not the arsehole, your teacher is much of a bully as that Duncan. He's also a misogynist. Seeing how the principal already supported you, you can report Mr. Smith for those comments. He really shouldn't be teaching. Edit if you do, and there are consequences for him. Also not your fault at all. Don't feel bad. And one more from chap Steve who says not the arsehole by a long shot. Duncan was wrong and should have been reported long ago. Duncan's friends are harassing you. You need to take the principal up on her offer and report them. Mr. Smith was also way out of line, and he probably should have been reported for his remarks after meeting in Mrs. Yates's office. He should never have approached you like that. His remarks show me that he is probably sexist and probably shouldn't be teaching. I highly doubt you are the first girl to suffer in his class. You also need to bring in your parents. I know you want to spare them, but they are adults and it is their job to protect you, not the other way around. So Opie updated with, first, I'd like to thank you guys for opening my eyes to how bad the situation was and how it could get worse, and how I was hurting my dads by not letting them protect me like I want to protect them. Now to the update. Sunday, I sat my dads down and told them everything. I was crying a bit in the end, since while telling them, I realized how heavy it felt to be carrying all this. Sunday was the first time I saw the angry side of Adam. Well, just use names since the nickname I use in my language clash with English. Not at me like, but at Mr. Smith. He saw red, but the first thing was reassure me that I was not in trouble and would never be for fighting against bullies. Dad didn't talk much. He seemed so sad and shocked, just holding my hand. But Adam talked more than I ever heard about his past, about bullying from teachers, students, church, and even family. He told me about how cruel the world can be, to who is different. 
how people will try to silence me and minimize my anger and my suffering and to never back down. That I will always have my family behind me. He thanked me for loving them so much that I was willing to fight for them, but told me I was the child here. His child that he never imagined he could have and that he would protect me. I didn't realize how much he loved me. I knew he liked me. He is my family, but I felt just as loved as when my dad tells me he loves me. It was a very nice and warm feeling. Adam and dad went to school with me on Monday, straight to Mrs. Yates's office and told her everything about the text. I had them all on WhatsApp about Mr. Smith and I explained the bullying in more details. Their conversation was long and after I gave all the info I could, I was asked to leave the class while they talked and only knew the result when I came back home. My dad's gave Mrs. Yates two choices. She removes Mr. Smith from teaching and do a seminar with the teachers about bullying and LGBT causes that my dads are willing to pay for. Or they remove me from the school, sue the school and go to the local newspaper with a story. She chose the first option but asked for a month to find another teacher. Meanwhile, she will monitor my class closely and Mr. Smith won't be allowed to penalize my grades like some of you guys feared. Apparently, Adam has a bit more experience dealing with this shit than I knew. But he also explained to me about privilege and that talking worked. So, well, this time, because this is a private school that worries about money and reputation and we have enough money to fight, pay for a lawyer and sue. He told me that many children from public schools, like his childhood, have to suffer in silence because they don't have the support we got this time. So, nothing really extraordinary. It all went like many of you guys predicted. Duncan will keep being my classmate, but at least Mr. Smith won't bully any more of us. He was the real asshole in this situation. Also, my papa is awesome and a badass. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? What do you think happened in the future? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And our next story comes from Rich Somewhere 4177 who says, Am I the asshole for asking my sister-in-law to stop cooking extravagant food for my son? My 35 male son is six and has always been a picky eater. It's been especially hard since we're on food stamps and half our food comes from the food pantry. For the last two months, my sister-in-law has been looking after him three afternoons a week and I'm so grateful, especially with how things are getting so expensive now. So saving a bit on childcare means so much to me and she feeds him, which helps too. The thing is, sister-in-law is very well off and cooks quite extravagantly. 
we can't even afford the brand name mac and cheese but at aunt gg's they have homemade mac plus cheese with a four cheese mix when i serve him the boxes stuff he wants pecorino sprinkled on top i've never even tasted pecorino hopefully i'm pronouncing it right <laughs> my son used to love hot dogs but now he's used real sausages tuna sandwiches were our go-to but now he wants fresh fish it's like this every meal where i have to explain to him that we can't afford better food and he barely eats now i can't get more than a few spoonfuls in him when i drop him off he runs to the kitchen where sister-in-law's prepared a snack tray if i'm early when picking him up i see he's chowing down on dinner and i see him often licking the plate so i know he's hungry the other day he was talking about the broccoli soup they had thought that might be something i could make so I asked sister-in-law for the recipe and made it for him. He ate three bowls for lunch and polished off the rest for dinner. And parents would be happy seeing their kid eat a whole head of broccoli, but that cost me $12 worth of ingredients, a quarter of our weekly budget on soup. I've never cried so hard in my life. I can't even afford to make soup for my son. The other day we're at my mum's, brother, sister-in-law, mum and me. I told sister-in-law that I'm grateful, but asked if she could cook less extravagantly. I suggested pasta with just a jar of sauce. She said she didn't want to cook separately for my son, that they'd have to eat this too. I was taken aback a bit and asked her what she meant by we'd have to eat this too. Her exact words. It felt like she was saying they're too good for pasta with sauce. And that's basically her answer. That she didn't want to eat that. I tried to explain my situation, how it's so much harder getting my son to eat now. But mum cut me off and we started talking about something else. Later, my mum told me I should apologize to sister-in-law that I was being an ungrateful asshole to her, but I don't think I am. I'm grateful, but she's made it so much harder for me to feed my son. So Reddit, am I really in the wrong here? I want to have the conversation again with sister-in-law, but my mum's words are making me feel like an asshole. On the other hand, I'm really struggling to get my son to eat. Edit, because people are asking. My brother and sister-in-law both work. Sister-in-law works from home on days she looks after my son and have no kids. It's just me and my son. My wife walked out on us soon after he was born. Edit and thanks for all the great suggestions. You're right. I can probably afford to cook better for my son. Being poor my whole life, I've never considered cooking outside of what I'm used to because I just assumed I can't afford it. I do want the best for my son. I've just been too frustrated lately because he's not eating much at all at home. So I just want to make sure he eats enough and isn't getting all this food from sister-in-law. But maybe a walrus says soft you're the arsehole. Your son has a chance to try different food that you can't provide. You should be glad he can. I get that's harder for you after because he wants to eat fancy stuff, but he is six. You should be able to understand he can't always get what he wants. Time to do some parenting. Jess Zilla says, gently, you're the arsehole, and quotes, for the last two months, my sister-in-law has been looking after him three afternoons a week, and I'm so grateful, especially with how things are getting so expensive now. So saving a bit on childcare means so much to me, and she feeds him, which helps too. Then says, calculate how much this saves you, and then also consider the nutritional benefits of your son eating these extravagant meals. You need to look at this differently. Aussie Dog says, you're the arsehole, just a little bit. It's unfair to ask your sister-in-law to cook different food for your son when she's already watching him and feeding him for free. I know it's difficult to be struggling financially, but try to see what a gift this is to him and your family. 
is in the care of a trusted and loved family member and being fed very well. So many people would wish for the scenario. And one more from Amir who says, soft you're the asshole changed from no one's an asshole here. You're in a hard spot, dad. I was you at one time and I get it. Your kid has access to tastier food a few times a week and wants it all the time. This is natural. It's also natural that you don't want to feel you have to compete with that just to get your kid to eat. And your sister-in-law's family shouldn't have to give up ordinary comforts like good food instead of sharing them with your son. Having been there, done that, WIC, SNAP, food banks, cleaning with twins, I promise you, you can share pleasurable cooking and eating with your kid. I'd be happy to discuss with you in DMs to understand your specific challenges around time, budget, experience, and tastes. You can also begin teaching kiddo to cook. Kids tend to enjoy food they help make. Having him help you taste and re-season a jar of pasta sauce can make the meal more fun as well as tastier and a good learning experience. Taking kids shopping and showing him how you fit lots of food in your budget. Ooh, that salmon looks good, but it costs as much as three whole dinners. We can't skip three whole dinners. What's yummy that we can have can help him get on your page. Teaching some pride in thriftiness and encouraging kids to get excited about helping plan a whole tasty dinner for only $3 per person will be useful for him and make your life easier. ETA, I would love to help you figure out how to manage that broccoli soup on your budget. Oh God, that comment is setting me off. I don't know why. I think just hearing someone that's been through the experience of getting through this and willing to help someone else to the point of going to their DMs and helping them with their time and all this kind of thing. I think it's just absolutely wonderful. Little things like that set me off sometimes. <laughs> but what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story before I start blubbing. Another next story comes from a throwaway account who says, am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law I'll take her kids to Disney World, but not her. So my husband and I are child-free and more well-off than most of our siblings. We bought a house young, has steady careers and minimal expenses. We enjoy being child-free, but I'm also very fond of my nieces and nephews. Four nieces and one nephew from varying siblings on my husband and I's sides and have worked to be a part of all their lives. I make special trips for birthdays, help their parents with cleaning, yard work and cooking as much as I can. My philosophy is it takes a village and I can be a part of that village. Two years ago, one of my sister-in-laws on my husband's side lost her father. He lived in Europe and they had a strained relationship so he never met my niece, who we will call E. So my sister-in-law ended up going to his funeral but E and brother-in-law didn't go. E was eight and got out of school a week after her mum left and brother-in-law was struggling to keep things in order. My husband and I stopped by and cooked dinners, but we had an existing vacation planned, so we offered to take E with us. It was a camping trip, nothing fancy, but she loved it and had a great time, so we let her come with us on several more trips since then. Cut to now. My brother and his wife had kids young and have always been broke. It's been a hard year for them, and my sister-in-law was talking about how badly they needed a break. My husband, E, and I had planned a trip for Disney World over fall break, so I talked it over with my husband and offered to take their two kids with us as well. My sister-in-law got excited and said she would text my brother to get time off work ASAP. I was confused and clarified I just meant to take the kids with us, so they had a bit of a break. 
sister-in-law ended up getting mad and asking, what about us? You're just going to leave us at home and do nothing while you guys have fun. I've never been to Disney World. I told her I didn't mean it like that, but she's pretty pissed and won't let her kids go if they can't also go. Am I the arsehole? Witcher Rat says not the arsehole. Normally I say it's a little odd and insulting to offer to take a close relative's kids, but not the parents. Only because it might come off as, we don't like spending time with you, only with your kids. But since you're taking E alone already, this seems perfectly reasonable and you're not the arsehole. And honestly, Disney's crazy expensive, so two more adults is not a small thing. Your sister-in-law, on the other hand, well, let's just say it makes sense she'd want to go to Disney so bad that she throws a tantrum and behaves this way, because she's apparently still a child. Disco Deadhead says she never said she needed a break from the kids. It sounds like she meant they all need a break. I'm not saying you're obligated to take her and brother-in-law, but you assume she wanted time away from her kids, which is not what she said at all. Rosie Mew Mew says, not the arsehole. If anything, sister-in-law is the arsehole. She should be grateful her kids will get to enjoy a fun trip that they couldn't afford to give their kids. The fact that she's not letting them go with you shows she's immature and ungrateful. Shitty the kids will not get to go, but also keep in mind it's not your responsibility to pay for their trip. Carrie Cat says, not the arsehole. The fun aunt is a fabulous person for a child to have in their lives. My husband and his siblings had an aunt like that. She'd take each of them on adventures to Europe, teach them to drive, go on crazy road trips with them. It's a huge gift to take their children to Disney World. They should be grateful that their kids will be able to have a wonderful experience with family that they wouldn't be able to afford for them. I'm sure they'd have fun too, but if they really need a break, a few days just the two of them away from the kids is a huge break and a chance for them to spend some alone time together. Also, info. If they wanted to pay for their own way, would they be welcome to tag along? Opie replies saying, absolutely. If they wanted to pay for themselves, they would be welcome. I think the whole reason though that I posted this and that I do feel kind of like an asshole is that technically my husband and I could probably take them too. A little bit of stretching here or there will cover it. But I also feel like the instant I do that, it becomes rude of me not to offer the same to ease parents. They're my other siblings and in-laws and their whole family. And eventually we just become a meal ticket. We already experience it to an extent. It's never left us broke or in a bad spot, but feeling like you're only kept around for your money leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for what you do. You really make a huge difference to the channel. Never forget that. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Wake up, get up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Stretch my legs. Breakfast, milk and eggs. Brush my teeth up, wash my 
face Don't mind, clothes on, start my day Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that's a damn